Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is most certainly true. Jesus is alive and death is dead. His tomb is empty and our hearts are full. His promises are fulfilled. The victory has been won. Easter brings fullness and life and joy and meaning and hope into our lives and brings them in fullest measure. Our songs of Alleluia will never end. Join us to worship our risen Lord with this Easter sermon recently delivered at Grace. The Gospel from Luke chapter 24. These words of Jesus will serve as the basis for today's sermon. Now that same day, two of them, the disciples, were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. They did not see Jesus. Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. The Gospel of our Lord. I have to admit to you that I really was trying to avoid talking about the coronavirus in today's sermon. 
every sermon that has been preached here in this pulpit in at least the last month has brought up the topic of COVID-19 and how it has affected our lives. And I almost feel like this has become maybe some kind of fun game for you to play at home to guess how many times the pastor is going to say coronavirus or COVID-19 in the sermon for today. I think that's at least four times if you're keeping track already. But I also know that some of you are just getting sick and tired of hearing about coronavirus. And the last place you want to hear it's being spoken about again is here at worship in another sermon. I get it. But it's part of our lives now. It affects everything that we do. You can't turn on the news or open a newspaper without reading the headlines and the top stories that are all about coronavirus and how it's affecting our world and our lives. Everyone is talking about it. Maybe it's not all that different than the big news that was going around in Jerusalem that first Easter. The the news that two disciples were talking about as they traveled the road to a nearby small village called Emmaus. Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days about Jesus of Nazareth? They couldn't imagine anybody not knowing the news of what was taking place in that city that day. Could you imagine talking to someone who had no idea about anything about coronavirus and and how it was affecting our lives? It would be unheard of. Everybody knows about it. It affects everyone in our lives. And we see that. It's affecting how our lives are lived. It affects how we feel. It's filling us with stresses, anxieties, concerns, frustrations. And let's be honest, a little hopelessness too. I want you to think about hope for a moment. Hope is the expectation or the desire for a certain thing to happen. I hoped that the sun would shine today because we haven't seen the sun for a few days, but I didn't know if it was going to. Thank the Lord it is. But think about what hope would look like in our current situation in life these days. Maybe you are hoping that the safer at home order would come to an end and you would be able to come out of your house again and businesses could start to reopen. But that first date when the the first order was supposed to end was April 24th, a couple days ago already, and that order's been extended for another month from today. And who knows, maybe even longer. Maybe it's seeming a little hopeless for you as a business owner or as a person who's lost their job who was just getting frustrated and tired of this all. Maybe you're hoping that you don't contract the virus and you're doing all the right things. You're washing your hands. You are social distancing. You are staying at home. And if you do have to go out, you wear a mask. You're doing all the right things, but it's this unseen virus and you're just not sure whether you're going to catch it or not and it leaves you feeling a bit hopeless. Perhaps you were hoping that you would be able to be back here with me in this space today to worship in church We don't know when we're going to be able to worship in a public way uh, in the future. It doesn't seem like a quick return to worship is anytime soon, and it seems a bit hopeless. But you get this. It's this hopelessness that we feel when we lose things and feel uncertain about the future. It's that hopelessness that filled the hearts of those two disciples as they walked the road to Emmaus. It was Easter Sunday, the first 
Easter. And that morning, women who loved and supported Jesus had gone to the tomb to give him a proper burial. When they got there, they found that that big heavy stone that should have been blocking the entrance to the tomb had been rolled away. And inside the tomb, there was no body. Jesus was gone. Some angels appeared and told them that Jesus was risen. He was alive. And the women ran off to tell this shocking news to the disciples. And a couple of disciples ran back to the tomb to see if it was all true. That morning so far had been filled with sadness and joy and confusion and fear and wonder. And now these couple of disciples are trying to make sense of it all. As they walked along, all of a sudden, Jesus appeared with them. From our view of the scene from the gospel writing of Luke, we get to see Jesus. We see Jesus right there. And man, how exciting it is. It's Jesus. He's alive. He's showing himself. But those disciples were kept from recognizing him. And when Jesus asked them what they were talking about, they were amazed They didn't seem to know the big news that was going around Jerusalem, the news everyone was talking about. I mean, it was a a trending topic on Twitter. So with hearts and faces that were downcast, they began to tell this seeming stranger everything that had taken place. They told him about Jesus and how he had been arrested and put on trial and crucified and buried. But now there was news that the tomb was empty and that he was alive. But notice something about these disciples. They didn't recognize that Jesus was the man standing right there with them. But that wasn't the only thing that they didn't recognize that morning. They didn't recognize what it meant for Jesus to be the Redeemer, to be the one who was going to rescue people from their sins. Listen to how they talked about him. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. And they were right. Jesus was a prophet, powerful in word and deed. But that's not enough. Where was the beautiful confession that Jesus is the Messiah, the promised Savior, that he is the Lord Almighty God, so much more than just a preaching prophet? That hope had been lost. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. We had hoped. That hope was lost. Why? Well, because Jesus had been lost to them. The one who was going to conquer death died and in their minds it didn't make sense that Jesus would be able to rise from the dead and to live. They were filled with uncertainty because they had expected Jesus to redeem Israel, to bring them to be this earthly kingdom. And that wasn't happening. They didn't recognize Jesus. Not as the one standing and walking alongside with them and not as the Savior. They didn't recognize hope. I wish I could say that this was just an issue for those two men on on that one day. 
But even today, with the joy of Easter and the the news of the resurrected and living Savior still filling our hearts and minds, you and I too often don't recognize hope. And often it happens because we lose things in this life. This past week in an online forum called Next Door, it's one of these community neighborhood forums, there was a post and discussion about things that people have lost in this crisis. It was really heartbreaking to read. People listed things that they had lost, like missing out on the birth of a newborn, whether it was a grandchild or a niece or nephew. People have lost loved ones to this virus, have lost attending funerals or having a funeral and being able to mourn a death. People have lost jobs, have lost health, have lost the ability to to say goodbye to students and to friends. So much has been lost and you could add to that list of, of things that you have missed and lost in this pandemic. But even more than just losing things, is the uncertainty that causes the stress and the anxiety and the frustrations that you feel in life. You wonder, how long is this all going to last? Am I going to make it? What's this going to look like for me on the other end? And and it goes even deeper. As you begin to question and doubt and, and, and have and lose hope in God and your faith in Him. Does God love me? Does he care? Is he able to help? I had hoped that God was going to give me some answers, that God was going to make things right, that God is going to fix all these problems in my life, that that God was going to do these things, but he hasn't. And in those moments, we lose hope. Why? You don't recognize hope. Jesus isn't a solution to every earthly problem. Jesus isn't the magic cure for every disease. He is not the quick fix for every trouble that comes in your life. Jesus did not come to make life perfect for you in this world. Jesus came to make you perfect for eternal life. Jesus had to call out those disciples for their lack of faith and hope. How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. It's like, come on guys, wake up. Don't you get it? But then notice what he did. He took them into the Bible. He took them into the passages from the Old Testament. And I wish we had this outline of all the the passages and scriptures that he shared with them that day. But he took them to these, these words of God that described what the Savior was going to do and, and what that would mean for us. He, he described for them how the Messiah would suffer and die and then rise in glory. And all of the, all of the events of Good Friday and, and through even the, the, the events of that first Easter morning were all a part of God's plan of salvation to rescue sinners And to give believers eternal life. When they got to the village of Emmaus, the disciples didn't want that conversation with this stranger to end. 
So they invited Jesus to stay with them longer. They sat down to a meal together and Jesus took bread. He gave thanks. He broke it and he began to give it to them. And all of a sudden their eyes were opened. And they recognized Jesus. Can you even imagine what that must have been like? You know, maybe it was like being on a bus, sitting next to a celebrity. Maybe like uh, a guy like Brad Pitt. Although you don't recognize him because he's got the glasses and the hat on and he doesn't have all the makeup and everything on. And it's not until after he's leaving and getting off the bus and the bus driver says, well, have a nice day, Mr. Pitt, that you realize I was sitting next to Brad Pitt. And at first, what's he doing on a bus? And what are the things I could have been asking him and talking about him? And this is just so surreal. That must have been what it was like for the disciples. This Jesus, he was right there with us. We were talking with him. He's alive. He's risen. But really, they had already recognized Jesus. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened scriptures to us? Hope that Jesus really was the Savior was already growing in their hearts as Jesus walked with them through Scripture. They recognized Jesus as the Savior. They recognized hope. That real hope is for you too. And it's not this fickle, worldly hope that is so dependent on expectations and wishes and desires. It is a real hope certain hope that is based firmly on the truth and on the completed work of Jesus Christ. It is the real hope that all of your sins against God and against one another are completely forgiven because Jesus has taken your place in life and in death and he rose to live. It's the real hope that this living and ascended Jesus walks with you each and every day walking with you through all the, uh, the moments of hopelessness, walking through all of the uncertainties of this life, walking with you through all of your shame, and walking with you through all of your burdens, walking with you through all the joys of this life, walking with you even when you don't recognize him. And because of this risen Savior, Jesus, you have the real hope of eternal life with God and the peace and security of eternal life in heaven. And this is, a, this is a hope that no virus, that no troubles, that nothing lost in this world can take away from you. Recognize hope. In order to recognize this hope, we need to daily go back into the very word of God and to walk with Jesus right through his scriptures. Walk with Jesus to see the truths that he sets before you, that he is your Lord and Savior who is risen to give you life. That was the whole point of the Apostle Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, where he preached to the people gathered in Jerusalem, taking them back in to the scriptures to show to them that Jesus, who they crucified, was truly Lord and Savior. And to tell them that G Peter and the other apostles were all witnesses of the fact that Jesus lived. Why? To give them and all people forgiveness. Go to the scriptures and listen to these beautiful promises that God gives to us. Like the apostle John writes in his first letter, 
I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. You have eternal life in Christ Jesus. That is hope. Listen to what Peter wrote in his letter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. That living hope is yours in Christ. And there is reason for hope even when the world and life can be uncertain. Therefore, we do not lose heart, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I could go on all morning, all afternoon, reading more of these beautiful passages from God's word that show us the hope that we have in our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Recognize that hope. Even today, as we look around at the pandemic around us, we can begin to see hope. The COVID-19 curve is flattening. People are recovering from the virus and returning home from the hospitals. Governments are beginning to roll out plans to reopen society in a safe way and aid is going out to those who are in need. But even more importantly than that, today recognize real hope. Recognize a hope that is certain. A hope that is real. A hope that is everlasting, a hope that is yours. Recognize Jesus and see and trust in Him as the Lord and Savior who gives to you eternal life. That is hope. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace, or to support the work that we do to proclaim the love of Jesus in Milwaukee and around the world, visit www.gracedowntown.org. This grace is for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.